Today on the BSP Podcast, we have another episode from the SU Sideline Talk over at WQSU. You know, I just want to thank everybody, all my fans out there. I love everybody, but, you know, I've been busy. If you want more of my content, I'm definitely going to try to put it up on my BSP Podcast too. But uh, if you want more, go check out WQSU.com where we have live Sports talk shows from 8 to 9 p.m. every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. And I'm also going to put a lot of podcasts up on WQSU. Just look for the SU Sideline Talk. Thank you, everybody, so much for all your support. And now let's get into this awesome interview with the head athletic um, the athletic director at Susquehanna University, Sharif Hashim. Uh, he was an awesome guy. Really cool conversation with what's going on in the world of Susquehanna sports. And, you know, I think there's a lot of great information. So I hope everybody enjoys and take a listen. You wonder what happened in sports today. Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today. Cracking some jokes, the podcast way. Goals on goals. Where homers on homers. Tutties on tutties. Got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into Petrilli. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the SU Sideline Talk. Today we have an awesome interview here. I have Sharif Hashem. He is a native from Washington, D.C., Maryland. Uh, he recently served as the director of athletics at Southern Vermont College in Beddington. And now he is your new athletic director here for the Susquehanna River Hawks. Uh, how are you, Sharif? I'm great, man. I'm, I'm great, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for giving me some of your time. Really appreciate it. It's been a crazy, crazy, you know, couple months, especially for you, I'm sure, with uh, athletics. But I just want to get to know you as a person a little bit uh, from the sports side. Uh, growing up, uh, you grew up in the D.C. area. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. Uh, what were some of your favorite sports growing up to play and watch? Sure. Uh, I just told somebody the other day I probably should have stuck with baseball. Uh, when I was like 11, 12 years old, that's the sport I was probably best at. But I did fall in love with basketball. Um, um, you know, Georgetown Hoyas in the 80s with John Thompson, uh, those teams, um, the, uh, the Michael Jordan era, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an MJ fan more so than LeBron for all the, Le- all the LeBron people out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely a basketball guy. Also, uh, all Washington Washington teams, the Washington football team, the Caps, uh, Wizards. You know, just just a very very loyal to to the uh, DMV in terms of uh, athletic teams. So, also the colleges, Maryland, Georgetown. It's, it's it's really hard not to root for those teams. Had AI in the nineties, and you know exactly, yeah. exactly. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. So, I uh, played a little high school basketball, and uh, definitely. Uh, when I moved to college, I wasn't a college athlete. I'm not ashamed of that. Um, but, uh, I moved into, um, uh, coaching at 21 years old. So I was still a college student and I was a, a JV head basketball coach at a local high school at Montgomery County, Maryland, Kennedy high school. And, and, uh, worked my way up over 14 years to having my own uh, high school program at my alma mater. And uh, so coached 14 years high school before I moved to college. You mentioned Southern Vermont and coached in Vermont and uh, then got into athletic administration. Awesome. So 
growing up with playing sports, was that a huge influence of why you wanted to get more into the directing side and the coaching side? You know, um, I, you know, being, being part of athletic programs, you know, I played high school basketball for four years. I, I ran cross country for a couple years and, and I was always around athletes and at the high school level and, and being a part of, uh, of, of teams in general, right. You, 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 we know how much teamwork benefits you. And, but really, uh, I, that's when I was able to develop as a leader was when I was a, a, a high school athlete and, and being asked to um, communicate with other uh, other student athletes, being asked to um, communicate with the with the coaching staff by high school athletes. So, you know, by my teammates. So it was it was a lot of fun. But and that was the first time I really realized that, wow, I, I could be a leader. And um, I definitely fell in love with with uh, with athletics in general. But honestly, to answer your question a bit further, leadership development, mentoring, youth development, um, you know, helping young, you know, for me, being a young high school coach, it, it was more or less being that big brother um, role model figure and helping young men kind of mature and be successful and move through the uh, move through high school and college uh, preparedness programming. And then that's essentially what I did as an assistant college basketball coach. I was the the academic support guy, the leadership development guy, as, as well as, uh, you know, pressure defense. So um, so that was really my introduction to to uh, athletics was really with the, the team building and mentoring and, and youth development aspect of uh, athletics, which really, really appealed to me. So you come here, join Susquehanna as the new athletic director, May of 2020. Absolutely crazy year, no doubt about it, for the whole world and not just just athletics. But what were some of your goals joining the Susquehanna Sports Department, and what what are some of the things you were thinking coming in? Thank you, man. Uh, I I tell you one thing, brother. I don't recommend moving during a pandemic. Like it was it was a whirlwind, uh, really crazy. A lot of people. Uh, here apologize for how they couldn't be as welcoming as they as they would normally be uh, here at SU but um, I was really I'm very excited to be here very happy to be here Um, I was at SUNY Potsdam for two years uh, as an AD and uh, and the SUNY system up in Potsdam New York and I wasn't I wasn't uh, looking to leave um but I saw the position was open, reached out to some mentors and felt like it'd be a good idea to at least investigate the opportunity and being from the DMV, understand the athletic brand that you had and, and more importantly, the academic brand that you had. I, I, I really, really just appealed to me. And, and honestly, coming into any new job, it's really important to listen as much as possible, learn as much as possible. Um, number one priority uh, has been to really navigate the pandemic. Um, obviously we, we didn't have athletics last fall. So try and do our best to provide opportunities for our student athletes. Um, a large part of what we've been doing are, are, are the tests and procedures. And I'm sure all, all our students, students know about, um, so all of our coaches, our head athletic trainers, some of our athletic staff have been supporting that, uh, with the testing. Um, and, and so just really being a part of those discussions and, 
And uh, and one thing I, I've I've also tried to do in a short amount of time is really just build relationships with people across the campus. Um, uh, understand from you know what 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 the short term needs are from from uh, what other people say you know from student athletes from from uh, members of the department and members and people from around the campus. So those are some of the things that have, that have been really important to me. But honestly, just as much listening as possible. Susquehanna just recently announced that we're going. We opted into the spring and fall sports for these upcoming semesters. What does that mean for the athletics department moving forward? Um, and do we know what sports are going to have a season coming up? Sure. Uh, well, first off, you know it's it's been it's been a difficult year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was tough to not have athletics last fall. Obviously, I feel really really bad for the uh, winter athletes who aren't going to have an opportunity to, to, uh, didn't have an opportunity to play and aren't going to have an opportunity to make up games. Um, and, and it's really, you know, obviously when the decision was made, um, by our, our, our administration, uh, it was made during the height of the pandemic, uh, COVID positives were, were, were way up in our region as well as the country. And, um, you know, I, I think the uh, best way to say it is is just trying to do our best job to uh, protect the campus community, to protect our our, uh, our student athletes. Also, um, moving into the second semester, we'll have three weeks of fall athletics beginning in um, uh, the March thirteenth. And so we do have a buy. It'll, it'll be over four weeks, um, but we'll have three weekends of games, three contests. Now they are more or less uh, non-traditional, so I don't like to use the word scrimmage, but they they, they don't necessarily uh, count. I guess would be the phrase. Um, but there'd be great opportunities for our, our fall student athletes to compete against other programs, high contact sports, football specifically. Um, they are a fall sport, but um, the idea for football would be to compete towards the end of the semester. Um, that's what we're hoping towards, where the uh, pandemic numbers have, have uh, decreased a bit, uh, more people being vaccinated, um, um, and, and just, uh, just the pandemic being at a better, better place, uh, ideally, uh, where we would be looking to have high-contact sports. Uh, spring sports. Um, should should begin uh, March twentieth, and essentially go right up until the end uh, the first week of May. Um, pretty much all the spring sports going, um, and the you know super excited about that. Obviously, um, it's going to be an abbreviated schedule, so ideally uh, conference games will be played, and uh, our conference has done a great job of. Uh, setting the table for ensuring that our conference games will uh, meet the min- NCAA minimum of what allows teams to qualify for the NCAA tournament. So you want to play your minimum amount of games. So typically in, uh, in a given year, baseball might be X amount of games, you know, well over 20 as a minimum amount. But this year, the NCAA set that minimum, I believe, at 13 games. So you, you play a, f- a few amount of games, which will qualify you for the NCAA tournament, um, which will allow um, uh, all of our teams to, to give our student athletes an experience, but at the same time, uh, exuding on the side of caution in terms of the pandemic. Um, so... The positive about allowing spring sports 
is that it's outdoors. Um, and, and for all the, you know, CDC, NCAA, all, all the reasons of why being outdoors is, is, uh, is just safer, frankly, than being and then facilitating athletics indoors is, is the reason why, uh, why we're able to have spring sports. And again, abbreviated schedule offering our student athletes as, as many uh, opportunities as possible, but still exuding on the side of caution in terms of travel, in terms of uh, playing against opponents and, and really just being deliberate and, and, and intelligent about how we're going to move through this process. Thinking that it's a typical year or we can duplicate a typical season is, 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 is probably the wrong approach. We want to do our best job to facilitate athletic activities without uh, putting our student athletes at risk of potential uh, positives. Yeah, having sports is absolutely awesome. It's good for the morale of the school. It's good for the morale of everybody, really. And then looking at it, the way that we're able to test twice a week here at Susquehanna, do you think that's a big thing to be able to do it the right way? We have the outside. It's all outside. We're getting tested twice a week to go to potential incoming students to be like, hey, a lot of schools aren't playing at all, and we're trying to make sure we're doing it the right way to try to go and reach out to high school students to be like, we're doing it the right way. We have sports. We're going to try to our best to get you an opportunity to play your sport. Thanks, Brendan. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm very, very thankful. And the approach from our administration um, and, and uh, David Richards has been, been a big part of the, the pandemic response team and, and leading the effort and making a lot of those decisions about, you know, which spaces are COVID safe and, and how many persons should be in a specific area. Um, our ability to test twice a week is, is major for us. Um, it, it makes us, us feel, uh, feel like we're doing the right thing. Like we're, 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 we're definitely being smarter about this whole thing and, and understanding that if there are positives, we can find out where they are right away and, and work on trying to, uh, to, to quarantine and, and limit the potential spread. Um, yeah, as a recruiting opportunity, I mean, yeah, like that's definitely something that we want to do is promote um, what we're doing, uh, how, how we're being uh, forward thinking about this whole thing. Because because honestly, you know, we'll find out what the fall looks like now. Now, while while the uh, you know, we you know, my hope is I'm very optimistic and I hope that the pandemic's going to be in a positive place um, in terms of uh lack of numbers, but it, you know, our, our, our car way of life as a society could be a little bit different, right? People, you may see more people wearing masks. You definitely should see more people coughing into their elbows and, and that kind of thing. And just, just doing things differently. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a music guy. I'm a huge hip hop guy. I, st- I still like going to concerts in general. Um, and, and, you know, that might look different for our society. Right. So, um, I'd like to think that we are forward thinking as a campus, and and I know our administ- our administration really works to to be at the forefront of different things, and and uh, and no different with uh, with uh, with our COVID precautions. So uh, I'm the head of the sports department here at WQSU. I'm really proud of it. But another thing I'm really proud of, if you see my polo here, always got to yeah. represent. I'm a part of the men's rugby team. I'm the vice president. And one of the captains of the team. And I wanted to get your take on where you are with club sports and what you know about the rugby team in general coming into SU. Appreciate it. Well, um, 
so at SUNY Potsdam, there was a really uh, active rugby culture. Um, the women's program was a little bit further ahead of, of the men's program while I, and in a couple of years I was there. But um, traditionally, really strong programs going back 40 years. Uh, um, so I was excited to see that uh, rugby had a pretty robust program here. I met with Dr. John Niles multiple times. I really appreciate um, his efforts to recruit um, with limited resources. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I mentioned early on about my, uh, my passion for leadership development, youth development, and mentoring in general. A lot of that foundation started for me as well as my sport management experience really began for me working in local government recreation. So I was a recreation specialist where uh, I was in charge of uh, coordinating team programs and I was coordinating programs uh, just outside D.C. for high schools, middle schools and elementary schools. And so you're talking indoor soccer, futsal, you're talking outdoor soccer, flag football, basketball, you know, and, and as well as other other uh, activities that weren't necessarily sports related, cooking, Zumba, different things like that. So I'm super passionate about club sports. Um, I really feel like it could be a great draw for us as a campus to attract more students to the university is to really enhance our club sports. Um well, I know we've got plenty. Uh, a few that come to mind are definitely rugby, rowing, um, hockey. Um, uh, I know club volleyball has has an active following. The equestrian club. Or Ultimate it's Frisbee, I know there's a, a decent yeah, amount of people. I just got an email from Ultimate Frisbee yesterday. So, you know, there are tons of programs. And, you know, I'm, I'd like to work with SGA because they are SGA-sponsored programs to really make sure – that the student athletes involved in those rugby programs are really, you know, feeling some love and, and, and getting what they need. Uh, definitely think coaching is important, the ability to really promote their programs. But at the same time, students got to go out their way to make sure, you know, just understand that, that they can really grow their programs on their own in terms of social media, recruiting, um, different things like that. But I've, I've been very active in having conversations with people around the campus and, uh, and, and, and really trying to talk about growing those programs, ideally post-COVID. Um, and uh, it was at Christmas Eve, I was moving rowing, row bo- uh, moving boats um, out of the uh, boat, boat house because the Susquehanna River was flooded, was flooding. So, you know, definitely trying the people. to- people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we, you know, it's Christmas Eve, so all that, all the rowing, uh, 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 participants were off campus, but uh, we had a we had a fun day, and I'm looking forward to when, when we can we can get back out there. And just in terms of uh, you guys participating this spring um, as a high contact sport, uh, we're you know we we're looking to follow the same um, uh, NCAA recommendations for club sports. There's a very uh, easy way to do it. It's like whatever the varsity sports are doing. Are allowed to do you guys should be allowed to do and vice versa so high contact again looking to compete towards the end of the semester practicing socially distance uh um you know working on skills skills development that kind of thing in small groups and then building up to to uh full contact and with the hopes of of uh competing against an opponent at some point this semester 
Awesome. I appreciate that, you know, because, like, I get a lot of texts from all the guys, like, when can we do this, when can we do that? It's nice to get a little feedback to see, like, what we got as a plan, what we can look forward to. Because, you know, yeah. we're doing all the drills and stuff in the fall, and I think we did a really good job as right. a program being able to adapt. But, you know, when it comes down to it, guys get an itch. We want to hit each other. So. Of course. And you guys, you know, there's a safety component to, to, to rugby that I appreciate because you don't have helmets and pads you're going to, you can hit each other and you're physical, but you're a little bit smarter about, you know, just going off and knocking somebody, at, knock, you know, hitting somebody too hard because you don't want to get hurt yourself. You know, you don't have that added protection. But um, I will also say that, uh, you know, I, I, ideally you guys should be doing exactly what you were doing last semester in terms of practicing skill development. And, 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 and Dr. Niles knows all that and he does a great job. I mean, he's phenomenal and super passionate and, and a big reason why the program has grown over the years. I talked to uh, a rugby coach from a local school recently who was, uh, who I met just out and about in the community. And he, uh, he talked about how much the program has grown over the last eight to 10 years. And that was really great to see, but you know, obviously you guys will look like what, what, what we've been doing, what we did last semester in practice and with the build up towards uh, ideally, you know, first week of March, you, sh you should be moving in towards ramping up your, your level of intensity in practice. All right. Thank you, Sharif, for so, so much of your time. It's absolutely awesome. I have t last two questions for you here. One's a little bit more of a personal, like uh, I was talking to President Green about it just briefly, but I wanted to hear what you had to say. We have here at SU at Susquehanna, we have a huge Go program presence, right? Uh, nationally ranked, you know, one of the best GO programs. I was thinking the possibility of bringing students from abroad here because I know we love the diversity aspect of our school and being able to bring those students in to tell them, hey, you can play volleyball here for a semester. You know, you can play rugby here for a semester, soccer. And we have some of the best athletics here to come and get that American experience to play Division three sports and succeed. So I just wanted to hear what you had to say about that. Sure. I, I mean, obviously, that's a great idea. I'm a basketball guy. So getting that, that 6'10", uh, uh, you Latin. know, power yeah. stretch four who can shoot threes from Eastern Europe is, is always a dream for a lot of coaches. I know we do draw some international students from Canada and, and other parts of the world. And, and in my experience, both recruiting as, as, a, as, a, as a coach and, and just being around athletic programs as an administrator, you know, it, it, a lot of times you see um, with international athletes, it's, just a, it's, a, it's an expense um, to go to school in the States where it might be more expensive. Um, they can, I, I believe they can receive academic merit aid, but they can't receive financial aid from the federal government. So it just, it's just, it just comes down to, can they afford it? Mm. I know coaches are part of uh, different uh, resources to, to kind of uh, recruit those athletes. But a lot of times it comes down to, can they afford the school? And, and, uh, but, but I, I love that idea of, of using our, our relationships through the Go program to attract student, student potential international student athletes. And uh, there, there are a lot of good ones out there who are interested in coming to the States. It's a lot of times, especially at, at the D3 level, because we don't have full uh, athletic scholarships, it comes down to can they afford it? Yeah. 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 I just wanted to see where your head was at. Um, yeah. yeah. It definitely is uh, the dream, you know? Great question. Yeah. Great question. And let's get let's get some of the uh, Polynesian dudes out here for rugby. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. We that's go we send people to Fiji, you know, get some, some yeah. Fijians in here. 
exactly. And those are, you know, American, uh, uh, I don't know the exact terminology, but they're, you know, they, they could be a little bit different for them where they're not necessarily an international student. But mm-hmm. uh, I know there are a lot of uh, guys who play down in Utah and yeah. Texas and, and states like that, Polynesian and Samoan communities who, who play rugby and some really, really good athletes. Yeah, no, definitely. I've played a lot against a lot of them with different teams. I'm like, why can't we do that? You know, but yeah. So last question here, Sheree. Thank you so much for your time here at WQSU. We are proud to broadcast our football and basketball games. I was just wondering, as you, the head of the athletics department, what do you think us, what WQSU and athletics can do more? If you had any ideas to help grow WQSU with sports. That's a good question. Um, I know that we have you. You guys have broadcast softball, I believe, and maybe soccer once or twice. So, looking to maybe broadcast uh, a few other uh, uh, sports could we, be beneficial. We were thinking about uh, doing baseball this upcoming. Yeah, oh, that'd be year. great. That'd be great. Great program. Also, shout out to those to those guys. Um, you know, just to, to really just, you know, and, and, I, and I get it. You guys are busy, student run, and, but really just the, uh, the the energy and attitude that you guys already have and just kind of maybe moving that towards some of the other sports. And we know on a lot of college campuses how, how important football and, and men's basketball are specifically, but um, showing some of those other teams some love. I'm really excited about um, our uh, women's basketball program and their, their, their growth potential. Um, volleyball has been awesome over the last few years. They, they play a really exciting game. If you haven't been to a, I mean, broadcasting a volleyball game could be a lot of fun. I mean, you see, you see the outside hitter, you know, uh, spike the ball and, and sometimes they connect with someone's face. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's a really, really fun sport to watch. And, and so there, there are plenty of other sports, but other than that, I'd have to learn a little bit more about what you guys do and, and obviously experiencing and, and uh, um, you know, athletic events. So we haven't been able to do that yet. So I'll, I'll learn a little bit more um, as, as I'm here a bit longer. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I just want to thank you again. This was an awesome conversation. I feel like a lot of people out there listening, I feel like we got a lot of, a lot of interesting topics, a lot of putting a lot out there where your head's at and what we can be doing moving forward here with athletics. So I, I just want to thank you again. No problem, Brendan. I really appreciate the opportunity. I, I would also add that uh, for all of our students, not just our student athletes, just continue to be smart, social distance. Um, you know, you guys did a great job first semester right up until Halloween weekend. And uh, we saw the effects from that weekend. And I, I'll be I'll be honest with you. There are quite a quite a few people here, staff and faculty who are worried about St. Patty's. Um, preceding weekend, St. Patty's Day, the following weekend. We just got to be smart. We just got to be smart. We got to make good decisions. My recommendation is that if you, you know, it's college, right? You're going to do college things. It's going to be the best time of your life. If you're at a party or if you're, if you're somewhere with more than 10 people, that's a problem. You know, you know, have your fun in small groups with people you trust, with people who are doing this, who are, who are, you know, are having fun in, in small groups. That's really what it comes down to it. But anywhere where there's over 10 people, that's just not a good idea right now, especially with the 
variant being as contagious as it is. So let's just be smart and continue to, to have fun, be college students, but just, just do it in a, as intelligent as way possible. But I'm really looking forward to meeting as many students and student athletes as I can and, and just just having fun, man. Glad we got some sun out here instead of some snow, right? I know. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Hopefully it starts melting a little bit and we can uh, all the outside sports can get on the grass and on the turf. Exactly. Yeah, I heard the I heard it yesterday. We might have went might have uh, melted about four inches of snow. So we're we're getting closer. Yeah, I built an igloo with a couple of my buddies outside one of the. Yeah. Oh man, that was hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. So we're kind of nervous for the igloo with it starting to melt, but other than that, I mean, hey, that thing's rock solid. I think it's gonna stay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All, right, All thank, right. Thank you again so much. No problem. Good talking to you. Yep. Yeah, you too.